Good morning, everybody. It is the last day of the month, 31st of January, Tuesday, of course, and we have a very busy week ahead. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast, general advice only. If it's advice at all, don't confuse it with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Well, this morning, we woke up to Wall Street down 260 points, which was almost closing on its lows. It just trended down all day. Tech stocks not doing particularly well. Tesla down 6%. Most of the other biggies down a couple of percent ahead of a busy week for US results. We've got results this week from Amazon, Alphabet and Facebook or Meta to you. And that sort of holds the key for us. Have a look at the chart in the strategy piece, the NASDAQ, which dropped 1.96% overnight just as it broke through the down trend resistance line. So getting a bit technical here, but the NASDAQ has just been breaking the downtrend. And obviously the big tech results are going to be critical to setting us off on a new uptrend or not, but not overnight. You can never count your chickens till you've sold them, obviously, but hopeful for a big US week for tech stocks. We are geared into the US market going up. We hold the NASDAQ ETF HNDQ. We hold the S&P 500 ETF IHVV, both geared into the Aussie dollar going up as well. And in the I, that's in the strategy portfolio. And in the ideas portfolio, we hold LNAS, which is long NASDAQ, the ETF geared 2 to 2.75 times to moves in the NASDAQ. We obviously want that going up. And we also hold GGUS, which is geared 1.65 times to the S&P 500 going up. So we are locked and loaded for the US market developing a new uptrend and maybe this week will bring us that development. We have a very busy week, as you know. We've got the FOMC meeting. That's at 6 a.m. on Thursday. There's still some debate about whether they're going to raise rates by 25 basis points or 50 basis points, but the market, sorry, the bond market says there's a 98.1% chance of 25 basis points, so I think we can pretty much mark that down as what will happen this week, but the question is what their rhetoric is, and whether they stay hawkish and the expectation is that they will continue to say things like we're committed to finishing the job and the job is not done all prudent stuff and that is a central bank's middle name prudence so waiting for the fed is what we're doing we're also waiting for a bunch of big tech results we're also waiting for a european central bank and bank of england meeting two meetings on thursday night both expected to lift interest rates 50 basis points then we've got the u.s jobs numbers on friday day, although coming so soon after the FOMC meeting, their impact's likely to be overshadowed a little bit by the Fed rhetoric, but that's obviously been a source of inflation. The jobs market, we'll see whether it's still tightening. And China's back in action after the Lunar New Year holiday. They actually came back last week, but their economic trajectory is obviously relevant to the resources sector as BHP hits record highs. Now, just on that, have a look at the technical. The technical scan section was really quite interesting today because there are a bunch of overbought stocks, a heck of a lot of overbought stocks and overbought markets as well and ETFs. Everything to do with the Australian markets overbought, whether it's the ASX 200, 300, bank sector, resources sector, REITs, 
communications services stocks, which is Telstra and a lot of media companies and REA, car sales, seat, and all the ETFs over the ASX market are all overbought as well. So within that, the interesting observation today was apart from the market being overbought, there are some early sell signals in iron ore stocks in particular, BHP, Fortescue Metals, Mount Gibson, all iron ore stocks, obviously. Some early sell signals. They're still in big uptrends, but for the very nimble of you, interesting to see them losing a touch of momentum in the last few days. And the NAB and the CBA, both very overbought now, but no sell signals. The CBA is set up for a classic, ahead of its results coming up, is set up for the classic sell before results, which is what some international institutions do because they don't get the franking. And the idea is that they feel that they get over punished by the ex-dividend markdown in stocks with large franking credits attached. So they often sell ahead of results and ahead of the dividends. So we're set up with CBA right at the top of the range, overbought, coming into results. Nothing to worry an income-focused investor. But as always, some of you are a bit more nimble than that. And it often works to sell the banks just before their results and dividends trading stuff only. Investors need not fuss themselves. So some early sell signals around is the message today. Market losing a little touch of momentum and lots of events ahead from central banks, big tech results, jobs numbers. We've also got the RBA meeting a week away. Official rates 3.1% likely to rise by 25 basis points after that CPI number last week, which was higher than expected. There were suggestions they should raise rates by 40 basis points. Although, a number of strategists are pointing out that that number last week was almost certainly the peak inflation number, but it was higher than expected. And the bond market has moved from anticipating peak rates of 3.45% to anticipating peak rates at 3.79%. By the way, if you're wondering what drove inflation higher than expected, it was travel costs. Perhaps we should be buying these travel companies. Electricity and new dwelling prices. So a bit of pressure on the RBA to stay hawkish on Tuesday, but the reality is that CPI number might not matter too much if it's coming off rapidly from here. And there are still plenty of economists that expect the RBA to pause in February, let alone March, we will see. Now, just to fill a bit of space today, Shane Oliver in his weekly Oliver's Insights piece this this week wrote an interesting thing about why the Australian stock market has underperformed the US since 2010. Have a look at the chart in the strategy piece today. And he optimistically tells us why this underperformance is likely over. I won't run through it all, but since the GFC, Australian shares are up 138% and global shares are up 310%. And in local currency terms, there's been a 500% rise in US shares. So we have been woefully left behind. And Shane concludes that the period of underperformance in Australian shares compared to global shares since 2009 is likely to be over. Expect a five to 10 year period of trend outperformance, albeit there will be bumps along the way, the usual economist hedge at the end there. 
but fairly optimistic stuff. One of the factors which was interesting is an improving Chinese relationship. If you remember, we got caught up with Trump in office and attacking China over trade. We got caught up in that, destroyed our relationship with the Chinese. But without Trump and with a new Australian government, things seem to be thawing nicely. And also with borders opening up post-pandemic, we should get back to what we were known for and are used to in a lot of our industries, which is population growth should come back in Australia. Anyway, interesting piece in the strategy section today from Shane Oliver with interpretation and special comments from Marcus. Right, one change in the ideas portfolio today. We are selling Pilbara Minerals, PLS. There are early sell signals just running out of momentum in the last couple of days. We're locking in a 25.2% profit. Thank you very much in 22 days. It's a sentiment stock. There's no fundamental reason to be selling it, but at the same time, there's no fundamental reason to hold it either. As I say, it's a sentiment stock. Sentiment fading a touch. We'll just lock in a 25% gain in 22 days, shall we? We can always come back later. Also in the ideas portfolio, just noting McCormick quarry is overbought. No sell signals yet. Lots of things are overbought. So I say the market's overbought. And have a look at the technical scans. Iron ore stocks with early sell signals. Banks looking overbought, running into results. Car leasing companies looking very overbought. And I've been mentioning this media coverage about the secondhand car market and car prices falling out of bed by 25% in the last year or so. So lots of those leasing companies are not going to be selling cars for as much as they thought. That's ECX, SGF, SIQ, MMS, not stocks many people hold. And Neuron Pharmaceuticals, this was the stock that took off in the middle of one of our education seminars when one of our members talked about it to the other members. That has come off the top, is looking oversold is actually a Bollinger Band buy signal. Can you believe that? Bit of a tongue twister. But Neuron Pharmaceuticals has sold off heavily, might be worth a look. Lots of other stuff in the technical scans. There's also somebody's asked, what's going on here? Wham Capital. Have a look at that chart in the technical scans section. Ugly stuff. Picking the bones out of Henry's take today, he took some profits in CXL. He comments on PMT and WR1, which are running. He doesn't have them in the small companies portfolio, but he's written about them a lot. PMT is a stock that is unusually heavily backed by Macquarie for a small stock with a big broker covering it. You can pretty much guarantee there's some corporate deal coming up. He is also selling half of his holding in TLG, which has reached his target of one. 80. He's up 53% on that. He also looks at Alcidian. Is that how you pronounce it? ALC. And there's lots of other stuff. LTR down 3% on its quarterly report today. Megaport down 18% on results. Ugly stuff. Neuron Pharmaceuticals fourth quarter results. Strong cash position. Share price pretty much unchanged. And there we go. Plenty more in the newsletter. A busy week ahead. An okay day today for a day that we expected the market to drop 10 points. We have been up 35. We're up 20 at the moment. Resource is doing okay. Banks holding in there, all quiet on the Western Front. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.